Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. I do have to admit, you you were the one who said it to me a couple weeks back. Yeah, but I didn't say it like that way. <laughs> you, I was like, let's stay playful. <laughs> I like the way you say it better. Thanks. It's not really sexual. <laughs> As you know, we're in lockdown again in Alberta, and we're trying to find ways to classic like, Alberta, right? Third um, time a charm. But we're vaccinated. <laughs> yes. Your favorite podcast hosts are vaccinated. Well, round dose one. Yeah. Alex thought of a great idea. She said, how about for this week's episode or this what's up, we would challenge each other to stay playful yeah. and do three tasks. Okay, give me your first one. Okay. That so, you said for me. Yes. The first thing that you need to do is deliver flowers to a stranger. So you need to knock on a door and deliver flowers to a stranger. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I knew you would. I love that because and I did say positive I would vibe. pay for the flowers. Oh, uh, no. That's sweet. Well, it's on air. Amy's paying for them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I will definitely pay for them. And also, I just think that's so sweet. Can you imagine a stranger getting flowers? I'm excited to talk about this on the week next week's. I know. I hope I'm the stranger. Okay, so I'm not as. (laughs) You can't be the stranger. I know. It's a joke, Amy. (laughs) Okay, your first task. Okay, what is it? In one week's time. Yeah. Is to watch ET. No. Yes. Yours was a nice one. With me. Okay. Yes, because sure. I've been wanting to watch it ever since we dream- we completed your dream interpretation okay. and you talked about, you know, that it's yes. scorned in your memory. So we're going to watch it Tape. in one week. Sure. Okay, hit me with your second one. Okay, second one. You have to drive out to see horses and take a picture. Uh, yes. Yeah. I love this. I know you do. I'm going to put my cowgirl boots on too. Yeah. Okay, you've got... These ones are making me smile. I know, this doesn't make your week better, not make you have nightmares. <laughs> well, I think I think you'll be surprised after okay. the ET. Okay, your second thing, which I feel like you need to post to our grid... Okay. ...is you need to take a really extra fancy over-the-top photo at the Stetler photo sign. Okay. Yes. Sure, But, I like, a great that. outfit that you picked out. I'll be the photographer. You need to get a really good one since you missed it on our adventure card. Okay, okay. Yes, I love that. Yeah, good. I knew you would. Already thinking of outfits. Okay. I didn't go so extra. I was, like, thinking, like, floppy hat, like, big sunglasses, right, right. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Something that where you really stand out. And then post it to the grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay. Good one. Okay, your final one is, um, has to do with the hockey guys. Oh my gosh. So we follow the hockey guys on TikTok and They're um, so cute. They're just adorable. Um so and we're trying to get them on our podcast. So you need to message <clears throat> each of the hockey guys separately. Oh my from it my personal be, account? No, it could be from the podcast account. Okay. And it can be a copy paste message. Okay. And I just want you to try to get a voice memo that they will that we could share on the podcast. Oh mission on okay and i'm in love with like the one the stallion yes he is my type the most important one (laughs) (laughs) you need to pay full price for six protein bars and then distribute them to six of your friends (laughs) that's embarrassing (laughs) 
I think it's good. Okay. Pay I'll it do forward. That. Sure. <laughs> Got it. I'm on that. Okay, that's great. And then Amy had the great idea. If you're feeling kind of like blah or in a lull, DM us and yeah. we will come up with three tasks for you to complete. Three personal tasks. Personalized for you. to you um, for you to complete and send in um, and we can feature them on our podcast. Yes. So, yeah, please write in because we thought of these in what, like under five minutes? Yeah. We just got so many good ideas. So just continue to stay playful. Oh, yeah, you did good. Uh, that that was good. Yeah, that stay less playful. <laughs> okay, we're here today talking about what happens. In our beds. Amy, we said we were never going to talk about that on air. (laughs) More so the sleep factor. Okay. And how important sleep is and... How much we love it. And how much our dreams can inspire us and help us process our days. So when Amy was living with me, I don't have any smart watches or anything like that, but Amy was like obsessed with not only her sleep score, but telling me her sleep score every morning. (laughs) Yes. I didn't realize they can do that. They can track your sleep, but not only can they track your sleep, they track like your light sleep, your REM, your deep sleep when you were up in the middle of the night, which I found really kind of scary. Like, I don't remember being up, but it says I was up for this amount of time. Oh my goodness. Like, it means like even stirring wise. Yeah, no, but absolutely loved like tracking my sleep, figuring out. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me your worst sleep score and your best sweet sleep score. I think like some of the worst I've had have been like 57, 67. And that's a rough night. Like it's impeding your day the next day. Right. Like, you're not successfully functioning the next day. Gotcha. And then my best sleep scores is like 90. I've never gotten 100. I don't know how to achieve 100. Yeah. But I've definitely hit the Are 90, 92. Not really. Like to be quite honest at this point, I can tell when I've had a really good sleep. Right. I mean, I can tell when I've had a good sleep or a poor sleep. Um, but Without I, the technology. Yeah, yeah. You'd say you could just say like, uh, my body lets me know. <laughs> it is a cool way to track, but also the science behind it. Like the breakdown chart you get is so cool. I'm really into it. <laughs> I mean, I love sleep. We were talking about this. Actually, my mom asked me the other day. She's like, "Are you do you still sleep like you used to?" And like. She said as a baby, I was so routine with everything. This is why I get my lid life because like my lid life. she said, like it's just inherent to me. Like if I was crying, she'd check the time. And if it was like whatever time, she's like, oh, obviously it's feeding time. Obviously it's sleep time. Like I wow. literally, my body has always been like that. And so I can't stay up late. I can feel my body getting like ready for bed. Amy's nodding like, mm-hmm. My body is just like, you need to do this to function. Well, our bodies are kind of built in that kind of rhythmic cycle too. So you get used to it. But one of the things along with sleep is dreaming and how important dreaming is. And so... Important? I think it's important. That's when you're like processing stuff in between there. But I like, I love being able to wake up though. And you're like, like sometimes I'll dream about a friend. And then that next day I'm like, oh, I'm going to reach out and like connect with them. And like, stuff. I had a dream about you. Yeah. Sometimes that's backfired when I'm like, I had a dream about you. And people are always like, tell me more. And I'm like, it was just us shopping. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> so tell me one of your like most vivid dreams, Amy. And I'm going to use my extensive knowledge as, as a dream interpreter to tell you what it means. Okay. But I was in my dorm room and I had this dream where I basically was at a house that looked just like yours okay and it had like the keep concrete. in mind we you hadn't seen my house at this no point i don't even past. know you at this right. point yeah mm-hmm. so i'm coming out of this white house yeah. and walking down these cement steps 
going out and I see this like older kind of Cadillac-y car with what I believe to be men in the vehicle. What happens is I'm just like looking at the car and they're slowly driving by and then they just take a couple shots and it fires into my chest and I collapse onto the cement okay. and I, I can feel my head on the cement. I can feel the blood like slowly pouring out of my body as I like see them drive away, close my eyes and then I can just hear my heart like da-dun, da-dun, da-dun and that's how I Sorry. wake up from the dream. I, I wake to up laugh. from you that. You paint such a beautiful picture. <laughs> Who doesn't love dreams when they're like that? <laughs> it was horrifying. Basically, from my research and my own knowledge uh, of Google, you said you were 18, you were in dorms, right? Yes. So, um, like, big changes happening in your life. Like, like the death part of your dream, like, that's kind of the overarching theme is, like, maybe death. It signifies, like, an inner change, uh, a transformation you'd be having, like, to, like, a new beginning. Yeah. And, like, leaving the past behind, right? You're in university, right? You're, like, inventing new Amy Smith, like, some new people. Is this, like, maybe some of your experience? Like, you I was were... like, they kill me, Alex. Those people, the new people. No, 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 no. The people <laughs> killed you in your dream. Yeah. Which in your waking life means you have lots of change happening in your life. Okay. Would you say there was lots of change happening sure. in your life at that time? Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> I could be, I'm so good at this already. <laughs> the fact that you were being shot means like you were maybe like feeling threatened at this time. You're trying to like achieve your goals, but other people or things are standing in your way. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm trying to get the hang of this like new university thing, right? And there's some adversity with that. You you were such a high achiever wanting to do well in school, but like maybe having some difficulties with that. Yeah. Does that like okay. maybe ring true a little? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Great. I'm doing great, aren't I? Warming up. Okay. I only have two more things, so you got to get like <laughs> fire hot soon. <laughs> Now, however, um, the fact that the Cadillac was present, mm -hmm. okay, so this, that was interesting to me because if you're the driver of a Cadillac, it tends to mean that you, you're wanting to like show off, be impressive, but since you weren't in the Cadillac and you're just viewing the Cadillac, this is me totally off the cuff thinking like maybe you were trying to prove yourself to other people, trying to like, you oh, know, like, you I know, like your that. friends, right? You, you were like trying to find your way, trying to like be impressive, however... This is kind of like the beautiful note that I think it ends on. Because you said it like ended with your your heartbeat, it represents vitality and comfort. So even though the dream itself was like kind of tragic dream in your waking life, your heartbeat was kind of there to remind you like you know who you are, you're a good person and like you know what you're going to do. So you're in turmoil but you'll get there and just like, you know, trust your gut. Okay. That's what that dream <laughs> take it because that's really interesting i think i like the cadillac aspect a lot of the the students i went to university they came from like really well-off economic standing mm -hmm. and so like all cadillac drivers <laughs> metaphorically yes but like maybe it is like like a feeling like inadequate or like watching that driver I yeah. like that i'm not sure about the death aspect though like you're saying I basically die and that's a symbol for transformation or you're going through a big change in your life. Okay. And coming yeah. to, yeah. And like, although it seemed really scary and like, yes. like I remember even waking up, I was like in a panic. Well, like, change <gasps> is scary. Yeah. Because that didn't happen in real life. You weren't shot in real life. You yeah. didn't see Cadillacs in real life. It's all a metaphor for what was happening. You're going yeah. through a change. You are wanting to fit in, but you're wanting to achieve your goals. But at the end of the day, you need to remember like you, you are you and you will do well. Yeah. 
I like that. Yeah. Really coming of age story too. Mm, I love Alex, thank you for joining me today. Yeah. Let the record show she's also wearing my cardigan backwards. So <laughs> it's a little chilly. Um, okay, so as we talked in a previous episode, um, a movie that stuck with me in like a negative way was E.T. Yes. Uh, and immediately following the watching of E.T., I started having nightmares about E.T. Um, so what I remember is like, I was, I was in like the second or third grade at the time when I, I was having these dreams. So in the dream, my cousin, who's the exact same age as me, so we were about eight, uh, we were left home alone. And as soon as my parents leave, giant ETs, multiple giant ETs, uh, started trying to like capture us and take us to their home planet. Um, but the way they would capture us was they would stick a hot glue gun on our foreheads. And as the hot glue dried, we would slowly like pass out. Um, so every night when I was going to sleep for that week, um, the ETs would come and I would continually try to be like saving Pascal. So one time I remember Pascal I, is your sorry, my cousin. Yes. Yeah. Um, I hid her in a drawer, but they still found her. I would like pull the glue off and you know how it's like stringy. And as I was pulling it off, I'd like kind of come to a little bit more and then they'd like re hot glue gun me. Um, but they got us every time. Yes. Yes. So. And I wanted to know because when you told me this earlier, yes, it, the dream eventually stopped. Yes. I never ended up like solving it. So, cause I've heard before sometimes recurring dreams, once you solve it, you stop having it. Right. But we got captured every time by the hot glue gun ETs. And then one time they just stopped happening. Right. Yeah. This is, although that sounds really scary. And for you, I know ET is a very scary. Right. You're the first person who said that's a scary dream. Most people laugh in my face. <laughs> I actually tried to watch E.T. over this past weekend. Um, I know we said we were going to watch it together, Alex, um, but we haven't had a chance yet. So mm -hmm. I've been like, I'm going to watch it, see if I can pull any, you know, kind of information to wow, help understand this. Wow, you really this. went in deep. I yeah. literally just Googled dreams 15 minutes before this <laughs> podcast episode. Well, I should, I should tell you my journey as a dream interpreter. It started mm -hmm. back when I was age 20, mm -hmm. and I found a dream interpretation book. Okay. And really read into it, especially because, like, the symbols of certain things can mean different things. Like right. a gun doesn't necessarily mean a gun. Yeah. A hot glue gun doesn't necessarily mean a hot glue gun. I know that this dream for you was like recurring that it stopped at a certain time. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important because similarly mm -hmm. to your interpretation of my dream, I picture a beautiful blossoming flower. Mm. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're probably not thinking like, why? Right. Yeah. Why? Why the flower? Why the I flower? picture E.T.? So <laughs> I think like E.T. himself, the scary ones, multiple large E.T.s, you're at a really young age that like when you're in grade two, three, everyone looks so big. E.T., he's not that big. E.T. is kind of like a symbol for your current age status, but the big E.T.s, scary, bigger. Right. The bigger i think they're actually representing this new phase that you're coming into okay in your own life so like you're such you're still like a little kid you know when the mm -hmm. kids hate being called that you're still yeah. like that little kid yeah so i really think like grade four is kind of a big turning point as teachers and i know that's when we get we're first allowed to use hot glue guns i want to point that out <laughs> But that's the first year I got to use a hot glue gun by myself. Big steps, big ET steps. And um, 
So I really think that the ETs are actually just representing this new beautiful fit thing that that we call life. Right. And they're trying to transition you, even though you're fighting this like right. sensation, this sedation. I didn't want to hide- grow up. Yes, you're hiding Keep Pestel. Yeah, you're hiding her. She's also like scared because you're scared. Yeah. And actually... Can I? Because... Yeah. I always felt Pascal like matured faster than me. So maybe mm. me trying to like hide her was being like, stay little with me. Yeah. And like, my question is, are the ETs really evil? Yes. No. They could just <laughs> be. No. They're, they could just be this like, they're they're like similar to you. That you're They're the unknown. Like you don't know anything right. of your life past age eight at this point. Mm-hmm. So all this unknown is like you turning into a big kid. Yeah, so I think, like, kind of interesting that these, like, iconic dreams in our own lives almost kind of connect. Yeah. They're, like, kind of I was cool when I was eight, and you became cool when you were 18. (laughs) (laughs) For this segment, we're going to put our interpretation heads together and interpret uh, one of our listeners' dreams. So, uh, one of our listeners has had recurring dreams since teen years, um, of like war, World War One, World War Two, and it's interesting because they return every time in a different role. Sometimes they're a soldier, or a nurse, or a doctor, um, but the setting and the dream is the same, which I think is really interesting. I know when they wrote in, I was just excited because I was like, "This would make a great novel." Even mm-hmm. the idea of experiencing the dreams through those different perspectives. Yeah. So I think that is super cool. I actually had a harder time interpreting this one okay um mostly because when i like actually did do a little more googling on like war and what war represents yeah and the more i read into it i was like whoa it's kind of intense okay so what'd you find so like with war this is just again nothing more than google searching but um it was saying it was a negative symbol that you actually need to change something about in your waking life because okay. it's a, like a, a fear or a loss of control. And um, that can maybe even, and the role playing with like all the different yeah. roles, I was like, oh, for this listener, maybe it was like the roles within their own world and their own life that maybe they're trying to gain and control elements of their own world. Okay. So for for me, what I found was like war representing more so like you're having um, a conflict or an issue in your waking life um, that you haven't expressed. Um, and then the war is representing like you trying to like work through that problem. Um, and it did say that it, it could oftentimes be like you're having an argument uh, or like have like an argument with someone. Um, but you haven't expressed it yet. And then the roles are um, kind of what you're experiencing greatly at that time. So I'm like, if you come as a nurse, it might be representing like maybe you're um, being like really nurturing in your waking life. And I know this listener is a teacher. So maybe um, at a time where they needed to be like a lot more nurturing or supportive to their class, they might show up as a nurse in their dream. Yeah. Or, um, like, That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But it was more so saying like uh, unresolved um, fight issue, um, problem in your waking life that you're trying to work through. Yeah. That's kind of what I got too as well. And which, what I want to know is like, as they're reoccurring and she said it's still reoccurring to this day. And so coming back is, that's why I think it's interesting. So it's maybe showing like, okay, you're having a challenge in your life. Yeah. 
and then the rule is like kind of the the way that you need to solve it in the sense right so like Whoa. maybe in high school as you're showing showing up as like a soldier where it's like okay maybe you need to have a little bit more guts or like bravery yeah, yeah. but like maybe then i don't know maybe when she had kids she like um is having some challenges and then she shows up as a nurse yeah. that's how i kind of saw it as as it represents a challenge and then each character represents like how i love that i think solved. that's super cool yeah um knowing this person as well i think um I also think it could even be a recycled soul from a different time. So, like, okay. that was my initial thought when I first read that. I was like, maybe they're her soul from a different previous lifetime, such as a wartime, like, yeah. is just showing up with this presented problem, problem continuously in a sense that this previous soul is still wanting this individual in their waking life to try and solve and overcome. Right. So that's why it's kind of like reoccurring. So I, it's kind of like, um, what's, what is it called when you, oh, reincarnation. Sorry. Yeah. So like maybe she just has an old soul that's still very present in yeah. her that is presenting through in dreams and is like trying to present this problem that they didn't quite solve in their past life or right. they observed. But I think it's still really interesting that, this person takes on multiple roles yeah. because if it was just one problem, you would think they would just continuously take on that one role. Yes. So, which what I think maybe it's more of a sign of like yeah. how we can like demanage conflict in yeah. their life. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. I think I I think that's more possible. It's interesting. I know. I think it's really interesting. Um, thank you for the listener that wrote in. It's time for jar of questions it's finally my turn here we go if you could have a superpower what would it be is that my writing yes it is your writing okay this was a write-in question okay i was like i didn't think of that myself huh i feel like teleportation is just like the most practical superpower these days where like oh god what? I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> you can't say you're going to say that. I have to pick a new one. No. I just think it's practical because, I don't know, I know people from all over, and sometimes you can't always get to go see them. So Especially if you could just, with COVID. Yeah, if you could just pop there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like even my parents, um, if we want a social distance, we'll have to drive two hours there to sit on their like patio set and tr- yeah. two hours home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you could just kind of pop around. Absolutely. And especially now with quarantine, like if you were to travel, there's yeah. still so many restrictions in place. I would just love to be able to teleport. Like instantly so once I read that. you wouldn't pay attention to the restrictions if you could teleport? Well, like... I, I just, think I would still... No, no, no. rules. Yeah, no. I, like 100%. Okay. But I just meant like, hey, if I'm like, you know, it would be nice if I was just on the beach in Greece. Like it's not like I'm like swimming with a bunch of people if I was just like on the... Then you're going against the rules. Why? Why could you be on the beach? Why would... If you could fly there, if you, if you could fly there right now, would you go? Yes. You would go... Even in COVID? No, you said there right... Oh, you said if I could go. I like, can't say go right, right now, now, like, the BC border is closed. Would you just, like, go to BC right now if you could teleport? Yeah. God, you're just trespassing all the time. <laughs> like, that's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. It's like, I would still abide by the rules, where it's like, if you can't go to BC right now, I wouldn't go to BC right now. Regardless... I'm they, going to BC. They're like, you can't <laughs> drive there, you can't fly there. And I assume you can't teleport there either. <laughs> I feel like 
who would even know you showed up? You don't come with a car. You don't come with like, you could just literally be there for the day and then teleport back. That's you know, what I'm but saying. Can imagine, okay. So great. If it's just you, yeah. fine. Imagine there's like literally a billion people that can teleport and it kind of flies under the radar. Then all these billions of if people. you could have a superpower, <laughs> just you, just you and I. And you're saying you're going <laughs> to break the rules. A hundred percent. You're just going to spread COVID around. I'm vaccinated. Today, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. a, a Pfizer queen now. Did I say that right? No, it's Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. Pfizer. All oh the hot gosh. people are getting it. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely teleport. I think teleport wins. Okay. Hey, look, we agreed on one jar of questions. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you won't trespass. I'm going to take my teleporting skills anywhere I want. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be responsible with my teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> this is the future responsible teleportation <laughs> if you could have a superpower what superpower would you want